Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hi guys, it's Anna. And it's Ashley. And oh my God, I'm so excited for our guest today. She's going to blow your mind because she blew mine a couple weeks ago when I was up in New York City for her book launch. Nancy Levin is here and she is going to teach us how to become a boundary badass by making yourself a priority. She's author of the new book, which is amazing. Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free, The Ultimate Guide to Telling the Truth, Creating Connections, and Finding Freedom. Nancy, welcome. Welcome, Nancy. I'm so excited because I've never met you, but Ash speaks so highly of you that I can't wait for this conversation. We all need Nancy Levin in our lives. Yeah, okay. Fabulous. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Yay. Okay, Yay. so... Nancy, let's just dive right into it. Yeah. One of our episodes on our right. podcast was about boundaries, boundaries yeah. and it was called You're Out of Bounds because Anne and I are always out of bounds. Yeah. Um, so we are boundary badass wannabes. Um, I, you know, in reading your book, I feel like maybe I'm not so much a wannabe anymore. I'm getting much better Good at it. You. I need um, better. We're getting there. Yeah. We know our listeners are too. So thank goodness you are here. Tell us why we all struggle with setting boundaries in both business, which is a hundred percent. I Absolutely. still happens. I think that's harder than so personal. Much, yeah. Why do people struggle with it in business and in their personal lives? So first of all, none of us were really ever taught to set boundaries. And in sure. fact, we were essentially taught the opposite. Mm -hmm. Do you, and so, when you say that, do you mean we as women or we as humans or what are we taught? You know, here's the thing. For sure women, but I have a lot of men in my community who I see fall into this as well. Okay. So I, you know, I definitely think it's prevalent among women and especially what I would really, instead of going man or woman, I would more categorize it as those of us who identify as people pleasers, yep. peacekeepers, yep. uh, conflict avoiders, mm -hmm. not rock the boaters. <laughs> She's like describing um, my personality right now. Yeah, you know, and anyone who really feels like it's our job to swoop in and rescue, save, and fix. Now that I think is me. I don't, I don't consider myself a confrontation avoider. I'm not afraid of confrontation. I don't like it, but I'm not afraid of it. But you're but a fixer. I am a fixer. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. am a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious as to like the the intersection between business and personal. So if people are struggling with their personal boundaries, do you see them struggling in their businesses as well and vice versa? Or does it, can it look different between business and personal? You know, I mean, I sort of go off the idea that how we do one thing is how we do everything. Yeah. Okay. And so while we may, we may have different personas at work and at home, so to speak, it's highly likely that if we're unable to set boundaries in one place, we're unable to set them in the other. So for example, I know for me, you know, back when I was in my marriage, I was this powerhouse at work, but I was quiet as a dormouse at home. I was really, you know, I, I could never express my voice. So that is a way in which we can show up differently, right. but I was boundaryless everywhere. Mm. Okay. So how do we know if we're supposed to set, or how do we know whether we should set a boundary? Yeah. How, do so, know, how do we tell the difference if this is the right, way we're so, all of our life? So let, let's first uh, define boundary. Yes. Yes. So I define a boundary as a limit 
that we set around what we will or will not do, will or will not accept, will or will not tolerate. Mm. So it's, it's the way that we're determining what's okay for us and what's not okay for us. Mm-hmm. The number one telltale sign that a boundary needs to be put into place is resentment. So okay. when, we are, when we are feeling the resentment rising, it is a sign that a boundary needs to be put into place. Now, the other piece that I want to say here up front is I really want to bust the biggest myth about boundaries. Let's hear it. Okay. And the biggest myth is that other people are crossing our boundaries. Mm. Yes. So, Yes. So I hear from clients all the time. I tried to set a boundary, but he or she keeps crossing it. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is it's no one else's job to uphold our boundary. So if our boundaries are being crossed, we are the ones crossing them Mm -hmm. or we're enabling or allowing them to be crossed. And so this will immediately move us out of blame and feeling like a victim into responsibility and empowerment. I love that because it is, and and that's in your book too. It's like, recognize that it's you. It's Mm -hmm. on you. Yes. When I read that, I was like, this is so empowering. And now I've been thinking about it more in my business that like, this is on me. Like this person wants to schedule a call with me today when I'm not available or don't want to talk. And now it's my job to say, I'm not available. Here are some other times I can speak. Exactly. So it's our job to hold our boundaries and we can't hold our boundaries until we know what we want. So the (laughs) first step is to actually begin discerning and locating ourselves in the equation. Because what's happened for most of us is we have been living other referenced lives. And so we've been abandoning ourselves for the sake of everyone else. Yes. And so really the invitation here and what I call the the ninja boundary move is I'm really inviting you to consider yourself as much as and ultimately more than you're considering everyone else Mm. and consider yourself first. Yes. So So I, I hear you telling me this is what we should do. And I agree. I think everything is spot on. How do we do that? How do we put ourselves first when we have been so entrenched in the mindset of putting or allowing Allowing. others to be first? So what I will say is it's a process and it's a practice Mm -hmm. and it begins with actually slowing down and building in space to consider your own needs. Mm -hmm. So when you notice the impulse is, going out, that the attention is going outward Mm -hmm. to literally rein it back in to check in with what do I want? What do I need? Mm -hmm. As opposed to what does he or she want and need? Or who do I have to be for that person to be, to feel happy Mm -hmm. or to feel okay? Mm -hmm. You know, so much of our day when we're in this mindset of people pleasing and peacekeeping and all of this is so much of our day is spent in this loop in our head of what do I need to do or say to make everything be okay? Yep. Okay. And this is a way we cross our boundary because here's the deal. We have to see where we end and someone else begins. Mm -hmm. We end up taking 
too much responsibility in relationships. We cross that borderline and try to take responsibility for other people's experience, for their emotions. And we have no control over other people. We cannot fix, we cannot save, we cannot rescue, we cannot heal another person. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's about, it's about pulling the energy back, pulling the attention back here first. And we can do this in really small ways to begin with. You know, I always want to begin with like inch by inch, little tiny doable things that can start to build the confidence and the courage where the stakes are low. Mm-hmm. So this can look I mean, one of the great examples I will often use is even in terms of connecting with our preference and desire when most of us have actually let our own needs and wants go out the window. So, you know, someone says, someone says to you, uh, where should we go for dinner? The natural response is, I don't care. Where do you want to go? Yep. Right. right? All, all right. the time. Yeah. Right. All the time. Absolutely. Right. Yes. So even to start there with, huh? what do I actually want for dinner? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want sushi for dinner. And to name, I want, I'd like to go for sushi. Now, the other person, for all we know, could be allergic to fish. Right. But we named what we want. And by naming what we want, we then are able to have a collaborative conversation instead of going into acquiescing, instead of going into compromising, mm-hmm. instead of going into like giving in uh, or, you know, going along to get along, we're actually naming a desire. And resentment will dissipate when we name our desires. Right. So again, it may end up that we go for sushi. It may end up that we go for Italian and we go for sushi next week. But at least we've been able to check in with ourselves and and give an answer, connect a a preference to a desire and then express it. So this is even a place to begin. You know that example? I I love that example. Literally before our podcast taping today, my husband texted me and said, what do you want for dinner? And my answer was, I don't care. I don't know. Like what? And he was like, are you sure? But now hearing that, like, I'm like, actually, I kind of want sushi. You know, like I need to think about it. So I'm going to go back to him now and be like, actually, I thought about it. Here's what I want for dinner today. So what do you want? I think I was I, <laughs> yeah, right. And the thing is that when we when we when we give voice to that, we're actually helping the people in our lives know us better. Mm-hmm. We're giving them puzzle pieces. We're giving them the operating manual to us. You know, we're we're helping them know us know our know us better by so, when we're ex- able to express what we want. Yeah. So I hear and I can totally see how that works in your personal life. Um, now, well, let's switch over in a sense to our business life, because I, I, I think that I would love that from my clients. You know, my clients are always like, Anna, tell me, you know, do you think this would be good? And I would say yes or no. And they still want to go with what they want, whatever. That's fine. That's them. But what I'm wondering is when you're in a relationship, a business relationship mm-hmm. that you've had, and this person continuously crosses a line, you allow them to continuously cross that boundary. And you realize I need to start sending, setting this mm-hmm. boundary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the reaction won't always be great. That's true. How mm-hmm. do you work around, or not even work around, perhaps the, the better phrasing is how do you work through that? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, there's, there's two pieces here. One is if you're already sort of in the middle of the, re, the, the working relationship, which is right. what you're saying, right? Yes. And yes. then there's about starting a working relationship. Correct. So yes. when you're in the middle of it, it may be that you actually need to change the terms of engagement. Okay. So it may mean that there's a conversation of let's actually, if, if there is no agreement already set into place where boundaries are being held, and we can talk about that in a second in terms of how to actually set up the relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you're in, if you're in a, a work arrangement where there is no boundary set, there is no agreement or arrangement, it's time to actually have a conversation where I'm changing some things in my business. I'd like mm-hmm. us to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, you know, I'm around changing pricing, around changing uh, expectation, around changing hours that you're willing to be available. Mm-hmm. whatever it might be, to lay it out very clearly for the other person. That's brilliant. And that's, and that's, and yeah. as I was gonna say, and that's really the piece that is, that is often missing at the beginning of a working relationship. So sure. first of all, I will say that, you know, the reason we get so burned out is because we have, we have squishy boundaries. Yeah. It's true. And it's so, true. Th- so boundaries actually prevent burnout. So First of all, as entrepreneurs especially, I see too many clients, I see too many of my coaching clients taking on clients in their business who are not a good fit. Yeah. So yeah, we talk about that all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. Right. So that's one way to be boundaried with yourself around really being clear. I'm only going to take on the clients who are a yes. And this is another place where I do think that this is um, specific to women we get really amped up when we think someone wants us. So this can be in terms of business. This can be in terms of romance. Mm -hmm. This can be really across the board in terms of anything. We get amped up. Oh my God, they want me. So I'm going to say yes. Mm -hmm. They need me. Right. They need me. I want to be needed. And I want to be picked and chosen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really wanting to turn the table on this to say, hey, you can be the picker. You can be the chooser. <laughs> right. And, and when we are, when, when a potential client's coming to us, it's as much as us deciding, do we want to work with them as it is, do, as it is them coming in to want to work with us. So we have to get really clear on our yeses and nos. Yeah. And so first we have to really make sure that we're taking on a client who we want to take on. Then right. we need to have an agreement in place up front where it is very, very clearly stated what the, what the arrangement is. Most, most women, again, will undercharge. Yeah. True. O- true. Over deliver. Yeah. Right, yeah. Undercharge, over deliver mm-hmm. and underestimate the time something will take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then there's our old friend resentment. Yes. Right, yep. you and that's on us. Like the client, yeah. Right, and that's on us. That that it's is true us. because you know, um, Ash knows. Ash knows this. I had a client who I felt um, offended me in so many. I won't say their names, but offended taking me. advantage of you. Right, because I, I totally she let that. it happen because she let it happen, or or because I just didn't. I, I should just said no. Mm-hmm. I should have. Right. So at the end, you know, the last time we worked together. I, I just, you know, I just said, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Here you go. Right. It's yours. Go right. and, and grow it on your own. Right. You no, know, you have to. Yeah. So if, if, if we set up the arrangement up front really clear and we, we get clear on 
the amount of money we're charging that's appropriate for the task, the project. Right. We get clear on the amount of time it's going to take. And most people underestimate the time. So to bump that up, mm-hmm. to really lay out ways in which I'm willing to be communicated with. Mm-hmm. So for example, really? like, you know, um, you know, it might be like, I do email only. It might be, um, you know, I'm okay with you texting me. Yep. It might be, you know, whatever it is. But to be really clear about the ways in which you, w- you are willing to be communicated with around the project. Mm-hmm. And then to lay out, here, here are the times that I'm available. Mm. Right. And yep. this is the biggest thing. You know, so it's like, okay, if, if, you know, if I decide I'm no longer working on Fridays and I pick up a phone call, right? If I pick up a phone call or respond to an email on a Friday, I've just shown the client that I'm the little girl who cries wolf. Yep. Oh God, I, you, I, you yeah. just like described me like that's right. me. I'm no. so, cause I, I'm like, I no longer work Fridays, but I'm still taking client calls today. So right. that's. Right. Right. So, and, and again, if you're really clear at the outset of, you know, I am available Monday through Thursday, nine to four, I'm making this up. Yeah. No, I'm available right. Monday through Thursday, nine to four. If you reach me during that time, you'll likely hear back from me, you know, right away or soon or whatever. Yep. If you reach me outside of that time, you'll hear from me at the next time I'm available. Right. Mm-hmm. Next day really clear about right. that. Absolutely. Right up front. Absolutely. That is such great advice. Right. And we do not. And do I would not yeah. even have thought honestly about that. And do you know why I wouldn't have thought about it? I always, I would not do that to somebody unless it was like the most dire of occasions. Well, you'd be you know? surprised. Right. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Right. Right. I would because not do that because I, I have manners and I, here's the deal. I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. Really? So I would not, to, to what? To set I, boundaries? No, 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 no. I would not want someone to call me at eight or nine. Oh o'clock yeah. Okay. Got so it. Yeah. I wouldn't do, do that. Somebody, yeah. So I, and I always kind of think that everybody thinks the same way that I do and they don't. They don't. They don't. So, they don't. and the other thing is really understanding that someone else's urgency is not ours. That is so important. Yes. So someone else, yeah. well, listen, you, we're, we're, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not talking about like brain surgery here, sure, you know, sure. like, you know, but in the businesses we're talking about, you know, someone else's urgency is not ours. And, mm-hmm. you know, there may be exceptions to the rule when it's an emergency or one of your clients calls and, you know, says like, Hey, I got, I'm, I'm going to be on Oprah or whatever, right, you know, exactly. like yeah. obviously you know, there's, there are always going to be exceptions and that's okay. But those are not, but again, choice. it's right. your choice around what's okay or what's not, because I would be willing to bet that if you're taking client calls on a Friday, they could have waited till next week. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But it's also the knee jerk around, um, it's either some, it's, it's around the needing to be needed, but it's also around the worthiness piece. Yeah, yes. you know, it's around the I'm only I'm only of worth and value if I am being productive. Yeah. If I am achieving, if I am doing. And yes. this is really an epidemic because we attach our worthiness to someone else's wagon. So we're giving someone else the power, power to determine our self-worth. And we're That's attaching it. our value and worth outside of us. So we're constantly in this place of earning and proving. So Absolutely. part of this too is bringing our self-worth, taking our self-worth back 
Right. So that we right. can determine how we feel worthy. This is also why so many women, especially, have really pushed away this idea of selfishness. Mm. And I talk about this a lot in Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free because I'm on the bandwagon to reclaim selfish. I think self-love, self-care, selfish are three sisters whose job it is to support us in honoring ourself. But mm -hmm. we've disowned selfish. We've gone to selfless. We've taken ourselves out of the equation. We've disappeared. We are invisible. And so this is, again, the invitation to bring us back in. And the reason most of us don't do things that are like, self-care, so to speak, is no one out there can see it. And we only want to do the things that we'll get approval for or validation yeah. from. We are chasing mm -hmm. the gold stars. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I'm here to tell you, as a former gold, char gold star chaser, mm -hmm. when you're chasing the gold stars of external validation, no amount will ever be enough to fill the void because everything we're seeking externally needs to be resolved internally first. And this is why it's up to us to set the boundaries and hold them. And yeah. again, you know, going back to what we were saying about even looking at the hours we're willing to be available for work, we can sort of preempt this with putting it out on, you know, an outgoing voicemail, just letting you know, mm. here, you know, here are my hours or whatever, it can go out in your email, uh, you know, at the, at the uh, signature of your email, here are the hours I'm available. You know, you can have an autoresponder automatically on all your emails, letting people know. Right. You know, right. so there are many ways that you can actually inform and remind people <laughs> yes. when, about when you're available. Oh right. my God, so good. So true. So yes. true. Um, Something else I wanted to ask was, and this actually came up a lot when at your book launch event with people having issues with family members who cross mm -hmm. boundaries. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of codependency yes. between yes. like mothers and daughters and yes. fathers and and yep. siblings and um and I feel like any person can relate to that. And yes. sometimes in family that can be very very hard when you have a family member crossing your boundaries, especially when you're codependent. So. How do we overcome that? Because I've personally experienced it. I'm sure you have. I'm sure our listeners have. Yeah. So I define codependency as looking for someone else to regulate me emotionally. Mm -hmm. So this is when we're walking on eggshells. This is when we are essentially checking someone else's weather mm -hmm. before we know our own. Mm. Okay. That's such a good, yep. Mm -hmm. And then we're mood matching. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. yes. So this, this is codependency. So here's the thing with boundaries and family members, and really boundaries and anyone. My boundaries are first and foremost between me and me. Mm -hmm. They may involve another person, but again, they're first and foremost between me and me. So boundaries can be spoken and don't need to be spoken both. So first of all, the reason most people don't set boundaries, the number one reason is they don't know what to say. Mm. Right. And they don't know how to set them. Sure. Right. And what happens is they're set from a place of wanting the other person to change. So boundaries end up what we, what we think are boundaries or what we think are the way to set boundaries comes out as some, as some form of 
you know, you always, you never, I need you to. Accusatory. Accusatory blaming. Yeah. So I'm simply saying that a boundary is actually about me knowing my limit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how I'm going to take care of myself. Mm. So it can, it can sound something, you know, sound something as like, you know, mom, I'm really uncomfortable that you keep asking me when I'm going to have a baby. And so in order to take care of myself, I'm simply letting you know that if you bring it up again, I'm going to change the subject. Something as simple as that. Yeah. Or it can be something, you know, it can be something bigger. It can be, you know, um, I'm really uncomfortable when you have more than two drinks at dinner. Mm. So I'm simply letting you know that if you choose to have two more than two drinks tonight, I'm going to leave the party without you. But then here's the deal. We have to do that. You have to do it. So you can't set a boundary without being willing to maintain it. Right. Otherwise, because we teach people how to treat us. Yeah. So otherwise we're, we're letting someone know we're not serious. Mm -hmm. We're letting someone know that we are, that we are going to tolerate what is actually intolerable, that we're going to accept what is unacceptable, which we've been doing most of our lives. Oh, Oh, yes. So definitely. So many different ways yeah, to think of it. Yeah, I want to hear about, so you recommend writing and practicing a script. I do. That, talk to us about that because I think this is going to really help our listeners. I think it, I, and personally, I think it makes total sense because I work with- And as a script writer, so. Well, yeah, but, but no, but what's interesting is that, that, that you would use that for your industry as well. I do it for mine and I get, a, I don't know about you, but I, I get a lot of side eye when I, when I, suggest this to business owners because we all think right that since we're experts in our business we can tell our stories correctly so i would imagine that we would think well of course i know how to state what i want clearly and then we don't so i think yeah that's fabulous right just writing yeah it. and so you know what i'll what i'll say here is you know is that most of us have the tendency to say more than is necessary Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And when we say more, we actually dilute the truth. Mm. So when I'm talking about scripts, you know, first, you know, one that I will often work with clients around is saying no. Because we all know what it's like to have the knee jerk yes. Yes. So we say yes. Because we want to be the hero, the fixer, the saver. We don't want someone else to be disappointed or angry. We also have like a little indispensability thing going on. So we don't want anyone else to do it. Right. You know, we want to be the the one and the only one. All of these, and we do it out of obligation, responsibility. All of these reasons to say yes are not reasons to say yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. The only reason to say yes to anything in our lives is because we have a desire to say yes. So again, what I was talking about before in terms of building in space, what I tell my clients is if you can say yes, excuse me, if you can say no to the next request that comes in, if you can say no right out of the gate, say no. Mm. If you can't bring yourself to say no, Tell the other person, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. you can build in for your, again, someone else's urgency is not yours. Yep. 
You can build in the time for you to check in with, is this something I really want to do or am I doing it for all these other reasons? And then I can come back with an authentic yes because we know what it's like to give the knee jerk yes. And then within a a second, we're like, how the hell am I going to get out of this? Or we see this thing sitting in our calendar, like a lump. And we're like, oh, I can't believe I have to go do this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yes. So let's nip this in the bud and only begin saying yes to what really lights us up and say no with grace and gratitude, not guilt and explanation. Yep. Yep. So again, you know, a no doesn't have to come with an apology. And this is, this is a big thing. It can be really simple. It can simply, and it can be, you know, thanks. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm not available. It can be that. that. Instead of, I'm so sorry. I'm not, I I do this. Right. I'm so going right into the, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying it can be with grace and gratitude, but it doesn't have to come with the guilt and the explanation. And I will say here, you know, because guilt comes up a lot as much as selfishness does when it comes to setting boundaries and putting ourselves first, I believe that guilt is the indicator that we're taking good care of ourselves finally. Mm. That when we feel that guilt in this context, it means like, oh, I'm on the right track. I'm actually checking in with me instead of putting my attention on someone else. Okay. Yeah. So again, Uh, you know, just looking at the ways that we can say no. When it comes to boundary setting scripts, to really begin with, you know, this formula, which is essentially, you know, when you do or say X, I feel Y. Mm -hmm. And in order to take care of myself, I'm going to do Z. Mm. And so again, it's not don't drink two more drinks at dinner. Right. It's it, it's, it's when you drink like this, you know, I feel uncomfortable. Right. And so in order to take care of myself, here's what I'm going to do. Mm, right. I love it. Cause it's, about it's a game changer. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's a game changer. It on them, Nancy's giving us all permission to be selfish and Ab- take it back. Yes. Right. Huge. It's huge so permission to be selfish. Okay. So we want to hear, you've got some big, exciting announcements coming up. You are launching a new program on boundaries. So can you tell our listeners about that? Because I know they're going to be wanting to know more. Very excited. Yes. I've got a brand new boundary coaching program and it is right now it's open for enrollment. So you can go to nancylevin.com slash yes. And Mm -hmm. it begins on March 4th. So this is really, uh, this is this takes what I've written in the book to a way deeper level, to a practical level where we're able to practice, we're able to integrate, we're able to go in a step-by-step proven process that I've taken thousands of people through to be able to, like I was saying, locate your own needs, wants, desires, be able to set beginner boundaries all the way up to ultimately setting the bottom line boundaries with ease. Right. And we do this together. So this coaching program is live video. So this is not pre-recorded. This is not something that's collecting dust on your laptop. This is live video Zoom sessions weekly. There's a private Facebook group There's also a workbook that we'll use to take the exercises even deeper. And I have been doing group coaching now for years, and there is such a 
powerful alchemical reaction that occurs when we bring people together of like minds willing to do the work together. I look at my coaching groups like learning laboratories. That's where we get to learn how to express new ways of being. Again, where it's safe, in a safe container, supportive, and the stakes are low before we then take it out into the relationships we're in in the real world. Nice. Life changing. And right. I'll, I'll like full disclaimer, I'm joining this program and I'm going to convince you to join <laughs> it. You know, I'm so excited. It, I'm going to do it. Yes. I love so, it. Nancy, well, this has been amazing. And oh. I, I also want to say for everyone, like get her book, buy her book, setting boundaries will set you free. The ultimate guide to telling the truth, creating connection, finding freedom. It's available on Amazon and anywhere else. Nancy, right. where else can we find it? You can find it anywhere books are sold and it's hardcover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. ebook and audiobook and it's me reading the book. So oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned nancylevin.com and, and yes. we always put the links in our description. So where else can our listeners find you? I'm I mean I'm on all the social platforms, but the easiest way is to just go to nancylevin.com and you'll be able to find my Instagram. Okay. I've got a face a free Facebook group. I've got, you know, all those things too. Wonderful. Yeah. Go to our go to our uh, homepage, look at the description. There's a clickable link right there. Terrific. Nancy, thank you so thank much. This you. was amazing. It really and we are was. grateful you. for you and totally just for sharing me. your wisdom. Yeah. Gave to me some our great listeners. ideas about some upcoming clients. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.